we just love celebrating the achievements of our alumni and to connect that with students to come. I mean, that's the key. How can we create the conditions so the next generation of students can come to Wesleyan and get the kind of education that will launch them into a lifetime of learning and creative activity like it launched Matt Weiner? It was an incredible experience for me, and, and just those years of my life were a time of a lot of growth and an indulgence in my, my innocence and my arrogance and my curiosity, which is, it's not something you find. A lot of people are threatened by new experiences, and they had a, a, a protocol when they admitted people at Wesleyan, it seemed, that they were interested in new experiences and not afraid of them. Wesleyan encourages people to think about themselves and to really introspect. There is no other place like this. And this venue with all these different people is a great example of that. Wesleyan people have a, a way of collecting themselves and all the differences are either celebrated and at the same time they disappear. It is a great pleasure for me to ask you to welcome Matt Weiner to this event. I want to thank you all for coming and being so warm to me outside. I'm proud that despite my lackluster academic performance, I was able to use my education and that you can see it on display in my work because my parents have kept asking me, what the hell are we paying for? And here it is. So um, I, I thought I'd start off just by asking you about your relationship to the 60s. And what is it about the period that it so attracts you. Part of the reason that's fun to tell, talk about this period is that I realized right away there was a different mannerism. Mm -hmm. And uh, Donna said it many times, it's not polite to talk about yourself. I mean, it was really like yeah. a, a social um, embarrassment. How do you feel about people talking about that period of American history as the Mad Men era, even if they're not talking about your show? Uh, it's really cool, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, if they pronounce my name correctly, I'd be even more excited. <laughs> I can only get so much. You, you've described uh, Don as an existentialist hero, and uh, could you say a little bit more about what you've meant by that? Well, there are academics here, so I should should be careful about how I. Not throw there aren't words too many. <laughs> I identified with existentialism right away when I was in college, as a lot of college students do. It is the definition of my parents' generation. It is part of a thinking person's um, education, but it's also kind of the spirit of, of a certain part of America at that time. And it has to do with a kind of fair and interested participation in the world based on the fact that there is no afterlife, there are no absolutes, and there are no, are, are no primary causes. Um, I think that's a fairly good definition. And, good uh, enough for junior comps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I... Tell us a little bit about... Um your attitude towards secrets. One of the things that we were trying to deal with in, in the premiere this year is like, how are you perceived by other people? And you have Betty Draper going down there and nobody knows who she is. They just plaster this identity on her and it's based on her weight and her hair and her probably she probably smells good and she knows how to cook. And some of us dip into those roles. Yeah. 
You know, because we all know, and this is one of the things I just to reference Wesleyan again, the people that you meet from Wesleyan who dip into these roles, you always, one of the things I find consistent in my adult life is that they always don't fit those roles. And maybe it's because they don't want to put on the suit, at, they wear the suit, but not, they don't want to succumb to an external definition of who they are, which I think is a lot of what the, the, the personality type that was attracted there. My question wasn't the last one because it's pretty obvious when you're talking about Mad Men, but uh, let's talk about your uh, experiences with ad the advertising industry. Um, right. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, why? I mean, I have zero, about... zero experience with the advertising industry. <laughs> I mean, but when you're, when you're writing a show about Mad Men, it just seems so central to Don's character. You couldn't really see him doing anything else. I picked advertising because it was the most, first of all, because it's the rock and roll of the, of, of the business world in the 50s. And America was obsessed with it at that time. These were really cool people who had a great job. I think there's a uniform... Uh, belief in American culture, the fantasy job is a creative job that you make a lot of money at, and they had that job. I have no interest in advertising whatsoever, just admiration. I get to use this, this as a canvas to tell a story about what people are feeling and what are the challenges in their life. And I also have used it to investigate the creative process, which is very hard to dramatize, and I think fascinating to everyone. Thank you very much. So, all your applause for a second because I just have one last announcement to make, which is that we have a uh, generous anonymous donor who's uh, here tonight, who's uh, in honor of this event and in honor of Matt, has is, is donated a $600,000 scholarship endowment to Wesleyan. Let that inspire you. This is why. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, thank everybody. You,